0: You're listening to the Thoroughly Good Classical Music Podcast, a conversation between audience and artist intended to demystify and celebrate the classical music and opera art form. My name is John Jacob. The Thoroughly Good Classical Music Podcast is available on Spotify, iTunes and Audioboom. If you haven't already, please be sure to subscribe to the series via your preferred app so you'll get an alert every time a new podcast is published. This podcast is also a mild but pleasurable labour of love for which any support you can provide would be very much appreciated. To contribute to its ongoing development, visit ThoroughlyGood.me and click on the donate button. I've got to eat, after all. Hello. In some respects, interviewing a composer and a librettist after the second performance of a new work they've created is something bound to result in one or two schoolboy errors on my part. If you'd written something, watched a one-off performance of it after a week of rehearsals and then headed into an analysis of it given by an audience member, you'd feel uncomfortable, wouldn't you? Fortunately, Giesel and Axel, composer and librettists of Upon This Handful of Earth, a parable-esque inspired opera exploring the ongoing conversation and mounting campaign around climate change, well, they handled the experience like the professionals they are podcast 35 was recorded in oslo on monday the 25th of march so it also contains exclusive excerpts from the production mounted in the trinity church in norway's capital the day before
1: Norwegian, strange name, and I am a composer. And I have uh, also co-written the libretto of this opera, but I normally just write music. Okay,
2: sir. And my there? my name is Axel Otto Bull, okay. and I'm a, I'm a director, theatre director, and I'm a playwright as well.
0: And I've co-written this libretto with with Gisler. Gisler and Axel this is it's <clears throat> just a process for me to get more confident pronouncing people's <laughs> unusual names at least it sounds unusual uh, mine's fairly straightforward obviously it's yeah. just john um <coughs> uh, uh, technically speaking i shouldn't really start off by saying this but um i can't really help myself mm. i did really enjoy um the opera last night uh and opera isn't my n- isn't normally my go to art form mm. uh i found it really well there's something about the music actually there was a lady sat next to me last mm-hmm. night who said oh he knows about how to write for orchestra and this man <laughs> he really does <laughs> um and i That's thought oh well she's probably just she's probably working for the press team or something um so i want to talk about the music but first mm-hmm. of all can you just tell me can you provide me with a a summary first of all of what the opera is about
2: uh, it's about uh, perhaps being aware, more aware, about uh, that we have to fight for the climate and to fight for taking care of our Earth. I, th- I think that's yeah. saying it short.
1: And and that our Earth is sacred in a way, that, that we have to... Um, treat it with respect and, and care and and um, and it's also about how uh, climate change has affected people uh, is this is this something
0: that which you both sought out in terms of subject material or is it something that spoke to you at some point well uh, it's
2: it's, it's it's a process, mm, of course, yeah. but it's mm. somehow emerged throughout the process. Uh, um, yeah, while writing it and creating it, uh, it it happened more and more mm. about this climate uh, thing. There's um, a story in this process uh, about. Uh, um, a priest uh, who, uh, who was living in exile in the church where we first did this opera in, in Man- Manhattan. Um, Pierre Taylor de Chardin, who was a very um, extraordinary Catholic chur- uh, priest who was banned by the Pope. Uh, he was very very radical and his uh, writings were banned. And he was also a scientist, a natural uh, scientist. And he was very much uh, interested in um, Darwin, which was difficult for the Pope. Uh, So, um, uh, and he wrote a lot about uh, taking care of the earth and the climate. uh, So that, uh, and we were asked to have a look into his writings when we were uh, writing this opera. When was yeah. he writing?
1: Well, the, you see, uh, he um, he lived the last years of his life in this Saint Ignatius Church in in New York, and he died in 1955. And um, so, so we and the commission from New York Opera Society and that church, they asked us to consider doing an opera based on his texts. And when we first then delved into that and, and, and read this, we thought this is impossible. I mean it, it is not an opera subject, you know because this is a very heavy philosophical Christian texts. And, uh, but then we more and more realized that if we use that and see how much he cared for taking care of our earth, then maybe we could uh, set that into context with what is happening today in the, in our in the world and see if we could use his text together with original stories and also stories that we found in newspapers on the internet in articles about climate change and about natural uh, catastrophes like you know we, we have things from from the chernobyl accident and from from other kind of um, big, big catastrophes, uh, accidents that has happened. So, um, s- and then then the, the whole Tayyarah da thing came into place because because at first we thought it was impossible. Um, what, was they,
0: in, what was impossible?
1: I mean, I have an idea the, of what was probably. Yeah, impossible, but, but but you know, it's it's you know. When you write an opera, I'm 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 very interested in, in telling a story. You know, we have to have a story. It has to have. Uh, and when I write opera, it has to be about people. You know, a bit human relationships. Oh, and you, so you're you're saying that it was, uh, uh, you you need a character driven approach. Yes. And This was
0: an issue based approach. Yeah. Yeah. Right, okay. Yeah.
1: So so uh, because we could have maybe made an opera about his life or something, you know, but everything was open, you know, but then uh, when we thought, okay, we want to do something that is, has uh, some relevance and has something to do with our lives today, and so, so that was, uh, you know, and then we found this um, kind of poem or prayer or whatever you call it who uh, is called Mass for the World Mess sur le monde That he wrote. When was that? Like in the I
2: think 1920s, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, that was it. Yeah, Yeah. and uh, and that is a a communion, a kind of a ritual, you know, like um, where he has his altar. Now he has no altar. He has he he, he was out in the field. He was working as a scientist. He was a (laughs) paleontologist. Is that what Mm is in English? And he was uh, digging up, uh, (laughs) you know, human remains and. Yeah, things like that, and he was you know um doing research on the development of man you know um he realized that it didn't happen in a week <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, uh and um so he uh he was out in the field and he wrote this and uh, kind of used the whole world as his altar. and that's what what is what we have used as al- as the basis of this opera with his text. And the priest, the character in the opera, sings uh, mainly his words.
3: Sing Lord. I have
4: nigh-
0: so when when you decided on that approach mm. what was the what was the experience of writing on it then i mean initially you said that it, you felt that it was impossible and then mm. you decided on that but did, did that unlock stuff for both of you
1: absolutely yeah and we just uh, started to what can say brainstorm and 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 talk about what characters we needed and and um we started reading a lot, and... Um, <laughs> you make it sound like you're surprised. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, but I mean, we did. We read a yeah, lot yeah, about climate change. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we
1: did. <laughs> and we um, I, we read the, this book by Svetlana Aleksandrovich, uh, Alexeyev, oh, Alexeyev which is called um, A Prayer for Chernobyl, which uh, was uh, really devastating to read and... Uh, Really mind blowing. So, and we read about the oil catastrophe in Nigeria, the Shell uh, oil catastrophe, and the fracking industry in America.
0: And these are, these are the, the elements that I saw last night, which uh, are which are spoken. Yes, yes, by children. Yeah. Which I have to say I found mm. quite bleak. You know, hearing. But I, yeah. mean, I, I mm. hope that was the intention. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But mm. hearing. Young mm. children, yeah. sweet-looking children, yes. reading out yeah. really quite horrific detail. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was the intention, presumably. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not, yeah. <laughs> not when we,
2: not actually when we wrote it, mm. uh, and when the the opera was first performed in in New York, it was uh, the adult members of the choir right. reading it. Mm. Uh, but then I thought when we were doing it here. Uh, we were talking about who should do it and then I thought perhaps we should use the children mm. this time so then we did that
0: it had a um, before we get onto to the music it, what struck me was that it had a very community feel to it uh, that might be to do with the location mm-hmm. that it was in uh, and, you know it's not overly grand it's a very uh, it, essentially theatre in the round mm. in a church yeah. mm-hmm. uh, which gave it a very communal feel Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you think that supports the message being delivered in the work? I think that suited uh, the opera and the
2: message in the work. Uh, and uh, when we did it in, in New York, it was a, a huge charge. Uh, the distance between the altar and the organ in the back was really... I like, yeah. You're shaking <laughs> your head yeah. like, yeah. 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 oh, it's yeah. really yeah. difficult. Yeah. Gisela had yeah. to to yeah. do something about the music because the the children's uh, choir and the organ was in the back, and the the orchestra in the front. So Gisler had to measure that out in his com- when he composed yeah. the music. Yeah. Mm. Uh, So it was uh, really distances between the back and...
0: That setting sounds like a church service.
1: Yes, absolutely. Uh, Which is presumably not really what you were aiming for. Well, it it was, they they gave us these kind of rules and and, uh, in New York, the children's choir had to be up there Mm. and we never met them and and we also wanted to have a child in in the main part and they didn't want us to do that and we we never really got an explanation why but uh, it, it was a fabulous uh, woman who was singing that part but you know here in uh, in The part Oswald, of the child yes, yes. she she was great but pretending but you to never be a child uh, to y- pretending yeah. to be a boy yeah so, but here when you oh have. So it's a, so
0: sorry, to introduce you, yeah, so yeah. there's, a dual, there's a, a dual distancing going on there. Not mm. only is it an adult playing mm. a child, mm. but it's a woman playing a boy. Exactly. Yeah. 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 yeah, we, we yeah. don't need that. Yeah. <laughs> no. we, we can find a boy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, uh, that was very difficult yeah. in New York. They yeah. said. Yeah, but anyway, so so we had to have the uh, children's choir then in the back with the organ. So I had to, to then uh, write it so that whenever the children choir sang, it was mostly the organ who accompanied them. And uh, when the organ played with the orchestra, I had to time it st- so they they couldn't play very rhythmical things together because th- of the distance. So when the organ played uh, fast notes, then the orchestra had to play uh, long notes so how and vice versa. I yeah, sound quite yeah. nerdy now. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I wonder how, yeah, yeah. how the section...
0: Uh, That the children's choir sing Mm. towards the end, Mm. called the bumblebee, which is essentially you know loads of really fast quavers accompanying, uh, which is meant to depict the bumblebee. How did that work?
1: gallery and uh, yesterday there were also up there the two clarinets so they accompanied the children with the organ so when they sing the bumblebee song it's only organ and two clarinets accompanying them and in between the verses the orchestra plays and when they start to sing again they, they they don't play.
0: See that woman? She was right, wasn't she? Yeah. she yeah. He knows what he's doing. He knows <laughs> yeah. what he's doing. That's really well, nifty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had to
1: do it because because it was impossible to time. Because it was like a second, a delay from the back of the church to the front of the church. So so mm. so they could never play really
0: together uh, I didn't so, want to get onto the music just yet no. but, um, no, but, but now but, uh, that you've yeah. but, uh, sorry yeah. you were going to say
1: yeah,
2: yeah. We, you, we were talking about the community feeling and this church in, in New York uh, uh, they have a very large community and uh, they were there uh, they were there with f- having made food for the, the reception after the the performance in the basement of the church uh, and the perf- our, our opera w- uh, was in a series uh, of w- w- concerts called secret, uh, sacred, sacred sacred music for sacred sacred music in the sacred place yes Mm. Sacred music in s- for a sacred place. It's quite difficult to say, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of S's. There. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so it was, it was a great, great community feeling yeah. actually yeah. in that yeah. church as well. Mm. Mm. But I think uh, what you asked about is this room in this church in Norway, in Oslo. I think this theatre in the round feeling was mm. very. I, I like that as yeah. a theatre director I, I like uh, it felt warm yeah. and mm. it felt
0: as though everybody you know, it sounds a bizarre thing to yeah. say but it felt as though everybody who was there absolutely wanted to yeah. be there yeah, yeah. Uh, and it was sold out Yeah, yes um and you had the choir very much closer this time so you're looking
1: relieved (laughs) (laughs) well actually the choir in New York was in front of uh, you know uh, next to the stage uh, you know uh, with the orchestra and the soloists but but we wanted to do it well, well the thing was that we first we discussed doing, doing it in Oslo Domkirke, the cathedral here, where they have most of the concerts for this church music festival. But then we figured out if we are going to have rehearsals, then it's impossible to have it there because there are concerts there every night, and we have to, uh, you know, have to then... It, it, it would be impossible to, to have a stage there and the, the, the scenography. And that's why we, we wanted to do it in the Hirke instead and we also love that room I mean and I, I think that was the best place to have mm. it because it's uh, such a beautiful place and and uh, also I to say that this kind of eighth kind of uh, what do you call it octo oh, uh, yeah, yes, yeah, okay. yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, shape of the church you know uh, so, so so that was great and and the community feeling also I mean Oslo is a small uh City in you know compared to London or whatever, and and everybody knows everybody, and I, I think I knew almost everybody in yeah. the, in, the, <laughs> in yeah. the in there I- yesterday. There's so many friends and family and neighbors, and I mean it, it, it was so. I felt that the really that people that were there mm. wanted to be there, and and also it's it's a community because I I just uh, had an children's opera at the Norwegian national opera uh, last uh, last year uh, in the summer and um, I was writing it for the children's choir at the opera and the same people are uh, uh, are conducting the children's choirs in these churches in you know, and then it's almost the same <laughs> children you know so so i it's it, it's a it's a great community and we know the singers very well and the musicians they have been playing in other of our operas and uh, so it's it's a it's a it's a small community and we we like each other <laughs> <laughs> that's good yeah.
0: I was going to say so that, so the idea of yeah. essentially presenting your work to your friends is not a daunting process then no
1: i no no okay well. Of course it's you're not saying anything. Uh, no. Always <laughs> yeah, no, oh, yeah, yeah. fine. Okay, I'm well I'll come back like to we'll you. <laughs> you no, I mean I uh, there were a lot of composer colleagues there yesterday yeah, and, and 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 all of them are good friends but you never know, you know what mm. what they say and uh, so uh, so. of course it's always I'm I'm dead, deadly nervous every time and uh I I think it's a very big challenge to sit in the audience. I wanted to stay back, you know, and just. Uh, but but they said no. Is have there, to sit sa- there is
0: there safety backstage for both of you then? Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you feel that way that yeah. there's safety backstage?
2: Uh, well, I'm quite used to being in the in the auditorium. The, you have a slightly tired look on your face, like yeah, you now I'm used uh, to it. It's awful, yeah, but yeah, but it? It? <laughs> it's it's part of my job actually being yeah. out there with yeah. the audience, mm. uh, watching the actors or the singers. Mm. So I'm um, I, I, I have never been backstage for an opening, mm. never.
0: How did you How did you uh, enjoy it last night?
2: It was a b- little bit uh, out of out of your body experience like being there, but not being there. But we were were very relieved, and uh, the week of this uh, process, we have been rehearsing for just over a week, and it has gone really well, and uh, smooth, and uh, not dramatic, and uh, everybody has been healthy, uh, Mm, apart from one being a little bit uh, before we started rehearsals. But we have been really
1: lucky with um, yeah. everything. It's so you know it's so vulnerable because yeah. some you know w- so with t- opera so t- suddenly t- one of no, them gets sick and can't sing you know so I mean it's like uh, we'd be <laughs> so uh, but it's been. <laughs> so you're approached. Yeah, yeah, to yeah your fists yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and yeah, come, and come on, <laughs> get Lock, better. <laughs> every day. So, uh, you're terrifying, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, when you work in the theater and opera, you get so you have all these uh, beliefs, you know. You have a uh, you, you, you are, uh, yeah, you believe in so many strange, uh, supernatural things, you know. Uh, it's uh, you can't walk under a ladder, you know. It's like, oh, you know? okay, I right. mean, it's you all, become all very these superstitious, <laughs> superstitious, you yeah, 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 as opposed yeah, to supernatural, yeah, yeah yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, so we, uh, but uh, it's been only one week of rehearsals and it's been a really, really, uh, what can I say? Tight schedule. Tight schedule and very. Uh, but people have been heroes. I mean, they have worked from yeah, morning to night every day. There. So it sounds as though you both feel as though it's
0: demanding
1: or you found it demanding. It was a demanding schedule. I mean, yeah, yeah because we had to do so much work in so little time. Mm. And he he had steel control. I mean, everybody was were very well prepared, and that was great. And uh, he was, you know, leading the rehearsals, and it went very well.
4: Mm. Uh,
0: I want to ask you about some of the characters. I want to ask you about the businessman. So when I read the libretto uh, on the plane, I read his lines and thought, "Oh, well, that's Trump." No. That's that's <laughs> definitely Trump. <Yeah>. Obviously, <laughs> that's Trump. Yeah. Uh, and then I read um, uh, that you had started working on the libretto in 2014, which then made me go, "Well, it can't really possibly be Trump." No, no. And then when I saw it last night, mm. I then thought, "Well, actually, no. He's he's kind of redeemed, isn't he? Absolutely. He goes yeah. through redemption, yeah. Yeah. which means yeah. it's not Trump yeah, at all, exactly. which is annoying.
4: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah
3: exactly. Yeah. Um. Eighty mil, well maybe more than that. There will be loss, of course it will. We have no choice, and I, I didn't disturb. Where was I? wait for eighty mil, well maybe more than that. There will be loss, of course it will. We have no choice, and I will stress. We cannot wait. We have to go in front and take the risk. This will pay off. Of that I'm sure. It will be huge, and I do not disturb. I'm busy now. The risk is there, of course, but think what we can gain. We'll create a huge amount of work. There will be wealth and growth.
2: But when when we had the opening in New York, Trump had just become become, um, a president, and they were talking about Trump all the time, and then perhaps that uh, character in New York was more Trump than our businessman. Mm -hmm. Mm. Uh, So, but that's two years ago. Mm.
0: I was interested in how my... that I was mildly disappointed when I noticed that he he redeemed himself, essentially, Mm -hmm. albeit Mm -hmm. through the death of his wife. Mm. Um, And that made me think that I'm probably really quite cynical because because we live mm-hmm. in very cynical times yes. now. Yes. Uh, and I wonder whether whether you went through any sort of decision-making process they or are. any agonising over that particular character. Yeah, we w-
2: but, but we were asked actually to try to m- let some hope into the end of the, the opera mm-hmm. when they commissioned it. <clears throat> they, are, they wanted us to, uh, to provide some hope towards yeah. the end. So <laughs> well, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah so we were thinking perhaps that uh, characters can change uh, throughout the story so we then write we wrote him uh, going through some changes yes
1: and also because you know you you have to see it from from different sides and and i mean the characters are maybe very kind of clear or simple Shebron. or whatever. Yeah, she, yeah. But but he... We thought that we, when you follow the discussions of the climate and everything, and you, you, for instance, discuss it with people who work in the oil industry here in Norway, which there are a lot of people doing that, and and we are always very... have this dilemma with, you know, the sponsoring from the oil industry, and that's where the money is, you know. And we have all been very very rich because of the oil industry and when you discuss it with them you know they say they have different sides and different views and so we wanted that also to be that he you know from his standpoint you know he a point of view he sees uh, technology lots of jobs you know to create riches you know but he he uh, you know he sees all that and we wanted to to have that as well you know that he kind of believed in this but but were not seeing the full picture you know until got his wife died <laughs> i got the impression yeah. from the music and i mm. may be reading way too mm. much
0: into it yeah but i'm sorry i just need to look well obviously i'll edit this out otherwise yeah. it'd be very boring to listen to <laughs> but oh here we go look yeah. see i did write it down yeah part two scene four Something he's on the phone yeah and he says yeah. "What?" What did you say? No, the smog is lighter now.
3: We shouldn't worry much about that. No, I checked the air, it index, of course. So let them stay doors for a few hours. I'm not complaining. I should pay. But we have better technology now. I know what I'm doing. The is there.
0: Something in the music that made me get there was Pizzicato. Yeah. Something in the music made me go he realises that he's being deceitful Mm. and I don't know again like Mm. the the point I was making about the character Mm. Mm. uh, I didn't know whether that was me reading too much into it or whether that is what you thought this is the worst kind of interview (laughs) (laughs) after after a performance and there's some nerd going is that what you meant is that what you really meant Mm. Um, but is it
1: Well, yes and yes. no, and yeah, I, I yeah. think that I, I, it's great that you experience that and you think about that and ask me, because then then uh, it, it gave you s- an experience in a way. I mean, I, p- I w- want it to be open, I want people to, to put into it. And when we wrote it, yeah, yes, yeah, but now... B- yeah. um, <coughs> especially me I've mm. been through a process
2: with this singer yeah. mm. talking about this uh, mm. character and mm. that kind of uh, analysing work he has been doing and um, what you saw yesterday last night is actually what he was thinking uh, mm. and playing mm. Mm.
0: do you d- is it odd um, for somebody like me let's just put it like that um to basically take your creative work and run away with it, because essentially, you know, you put mm. a lot of, you put mm. a lot of work and effort into something, and mm. then at the point of performance, mm. it's it's no longer yours. Yeah. Oh, it? It's kind of mine. Do you know what absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. Is that absolutely. a slightly absolutely.
2: weird thing? No, I, I, no, not at all. I think actually that's a very good thing. Right. Uh, s- s- that I think that's my
0: job actually. Mm. I mean that for me is yeah. is the measure of mm. whether I was you know engaged in yeah. what I was watching. Mm, yeah, mm, yeah. Mm. Uh, well, that's good. That's that mm. would have been would have been awful if you'd have answered that in a yeah. different <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, it, it,
1: but it's also strange, you know, because it's so personal. And and sometimes I feel when I I have a performance of my work, it's like just standing in front of them. Audience, naked. You know, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, look, look at me. This is how I. Th- okay. I, I right. it, it's, uh, it can be very personal, and also when, when uh, critics uh, write mm. reviews and yeah. and uh, dissect it. You know, and uh, I think that uh, it, it, it's. But but that's. That's you, presumably That's e- yeah, yeah. you presumably don't mind
0: them dissecting it as long as they dissect it in a in a <laughs> nice way <laughs> in a nice way, way. <laughs> right. yeah. Because okay.
1: if not, then <laughs> I I die. No. Have no, you actually no, but, yeah. experienced that though, uh, or is that bad reviews? Yeah. Oh yes. Oh. oh, a lot. Oh yeah. yeah. new operas always get mixed reviews. Yeah and um and uh, because uh, reviewers uh, or critics they they have so many expectations, and none of them are fulfilled in a way because they they make up their minds very much, this is going to be this and this and this, and it's not and and also especially here in Norway, um, they see the opera once, and that's it and if you you work with an opera for many years, and then they they experience it once, and then have lots of things to say. It's it's very strange, you know, because it's uh, such a long process for the people who have created it, and uh, and then you, yeah. So, but uh, but I see, for instance, now a colleague of you uh, from opera news or something mm-hmm. yeah he he wanted to see the dresser also as well because he yeah. said i i need to see it more than once and i've never heard that from a norwegian critic so, no there is yeah. a growing
0: i think mm. well certainly there's yeah. i see yeah. that uh mentioned publicly that yeah. may have gone on mm. quite a lot yeah. in the uk mm. but it does make perfect sense yeah yeah because if it's new mm. yeah you need to see it yes, as yes many times yeah, right. yes. otherwise yeah. otherwise you'd be doing yeah. both of you a disservice mm. because yeah. this mm. the success the future success of this mm. work depends mm. on this performance yeah. Yeah. it strikes me yeah. uh, this was the first time that I'd ever received a libretto beforehand oh yeah okay, yeah, that's uh, good. and that's I found that really good. useful yeah because uh, it meant that I didn't go into it yeah. blind yeah really yeah. Um, I want to ask you about the music yeah that doesn't mean that you, you can now go, by the way. <laughs> okay. but, um, uh, and the thing, the first thing that struck me was that my god, you like writing for choirs, don't you? You really do. <laughs> Thing. I do, yeah But that's th- your go-to that's your go-to thing isn't it? That's
1: not a, no? not necessarily I, I have written so many things yeah. and uh, I love choir I, li- I like voices I mean I love writing for voices I love working with singers I, if it's uh, all kinds of singers opera singers musical theater singers actors children or choirs so um what can I say? I lo- I love working with uh, with uh, music theatre, and if it requires a choir, then I do it, and I love choir music. But I love opera. I don't know what to say.
0: Uh, <coughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. There we go. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate the the question. Um, yes, yeah. Uh, but you also like mm. writing in close harmony. I mean, right mm. from the right from the opening. Yeah, that opening sort of sequence, Mm -hmm. (coughs) sung by the choir. Yeah, it's it's quite it's quite uplifting, quite arresting as well. Mm. Where does that come from? Where does it stem from? That's what
1: I want to know. Mm. I always try to make, you know, they they say that uh, to to an opera should have a great opening if the opening is good then the rest of the opera can just <laughs> be <laughs> <laughs> crap. <laughs> no, because they <laughs> they they I, you're I, selling I, your opera. <laughs> I, I, I think that I, I think it was Oscar Hammerstein who said that if if the opening works then you can just read the telephone catalog afterwards and nobody will notice. Wow. Uh, and I think that if you have a bad opening the rest and, and a great uh, continuation then people will not kind of Enjoy that as much so so I always try to find a way of opening it and also telling the audience or whatever uh, what this opera is about musically also try to see what is the main idea that I have and how can I kind of tell the audience this is it so uh, uh, so I and I, I just I don't know where it came from, but um, I, was, I was thinking. I was thinking about the sunrise. That's also mm-hmm. in the libretto. That that kind of opened it up, and I wanted the people to kind of uh, have a, rev- a revelation in a way. And so I, I thought, okay, I'll just put in the choir fortissimo and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> so because I was um, I was told by um, the New York Opera Society that I, ha- I could write for a Sinfonietta kind of uh, orchestra, and I immediately thought, okay, you know, a normal Sinfonietta, which is kind of a, like a small symphony orchestra with all the instruments, like one of each, you know, one flute, one oboe, one clarinet, you know. And then I thought, no, maybe I should do something completely different. And, um, and the idea was that uh, since we had an organ far away maybe I should have an extension of the organ in in the hall, you know, in, in the church and I, I thought, and I love the clarinet, so I thought, okay if I have four clarinets, it sounds like an organ, so 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 it was kind of a um, satellite with organ sound and I wanted to, to spread it out in the church and, and that's how that idea came, and I, I want all the four clarinets to kind of just grow and grow and grow and, grow and then then explode in the... D- had quiet.
0: you seen my notes? Did you know that that's what I wanted to ask you? No. Because the no. thing is, yeah. I did look at the
1: program and think, yeah. my
0: God, yeah. he's written for four clarinets and yeah. just ignored the rest of the woodwind section. Yes, yes. And I love that because yeah. I'm a yeah. clarinetist. <laughs> <laughs> is that right? <laughs> yeah, no, oh, that's, that's true. And I, was, yeah. and I was sat there part way yeah. through yeah. thinking, yeah. I can think of so many woodwind players who would be mm. so... Off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the
1: clarinetists are, are so happy but then I know yeah. a lot of people say oh, I can't sound clarinet oh, yeah. oh, oh, God, oh I, th- I think that clarinet is one of the most uh, useful instruments because it has everything it has the softness the, the lyricism mm. and mm. the harsh uh, sound and, and I use uh, and also I wanted at one point and I've never done that before to have four bass clarinets together <gasps> And that was that was that <laughs> Just was need to take a was, moment, yeah. <laughs> And that was so much fun. So if you, it's so in the first scene, you know, mm. when, when she screams. Oh, they all and doubled my, then, so they yeah, doubled the bass clarinet. Four bass Yeah, bass okay, bass, well. yeah. Yeah. You, know, you know, it sounds like a motorcycle or something trying yes. to, yeah, run on. Yeah, I'm so uh, nice. so so I, and then and then at one point I have, uh, not at one point, a few points in the opera, also the S. Clarinet, the E flat clarinet. Oh. In, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's really difficult to play. Yeah, but it's great. So you have it very high, and then you have the. So I think, yeah, I have the E flat clarinet, and then two B clarinets, and then the bass clarinet. So you can have kind of the whole.
0: Me, a really nerdy, nosy question mm. uh, is how do you, given that it's very descriptive orchestration, mm. how do you go about composing? Are you sat at a piano keyboard initially
1: sketching no. out? Identity? No, no, I sit on my desk, on by my desk. I sketch by hand always with a pencil and paper, and I I never compose at the piano because when I sit at the piano, I start to improvise and then I'm, I think about other things and then <laughs> I s- start to play, Cold Porter tunes or whatever, you know. <laughs> so I I can't uh, <laughs> I can't sit by the piano and uh, it's, uh, so the process I, of writing then yeah, actually manually, write, yeah, manually just writing yeah writing it out uh, yeah yeah slows down
0: that p- slows down the mind presumably. What, yeah. what do you mean? Uh, well, as, as in, in a, if you're yeah. sat at the keyboard, yeah. Yeah. You are it's l- yeah. more yeah. likely yeah. to be distracted. Yes, so. yes, yes. Okay.
1: So I need to think, I need to sit and think and write. And then sometimes I can go to the piano and try out things, but mostly I just write it down because I, well, yeah, that's how I am. Um. Yeah. And then I, I write it into my Mac, my computer, afterwards. And so I I sketch out everything because I need also with opera, I need to have kind of flow, you know. So so it's it's kind of automatic writing. I write very fast, and if there is something I I'm not sure about, then I just continue and I go back to it. So I kind of write through it several times to have the flow, to have the kind of the timing. And sometimes I write so fast that I I get cramps in my my hands on a full score.
0: I, mean, no, I didn't no. say that
1: I was going to be asking you any know, question yeah 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 no uh, short score i okay. yeah yeah i I always write a kind of a short score kind of a piano reduction first because uh, especially yeah. with uh music theater, there are so many changes and you know we, working with the director, working with the librettist and and so 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 i we need to have the music available in a way so we can kind of change it and 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 work on it and when when we have agreed on the structure and agreed on everything then I start orchestrating but I think orchestration all the time so I'm, I'm not writing for a piano but I, I I write a short score so I have kind of the overview of, of it
0: I suppose what i'm what I'm fascinated by is this uh, I'm, I'm I'm working on various different projects Mm. and I normally work alone so the Mm. idea of collaborating with somebody else is just an absolute nightmare it it just wouldn't work but what I'm interested in Mm. is at what point are are you the composer I mean I know you're both credited as librettists but at what point are you uh, influencing the continued development of the libretto and at what point is the librettist standing aside and going okay it's all his
1: work now I can take a, a couple of weeks off well, uh, on this project, we we worked very closely because we were writing it together. Because we were, because it was also such a strange start with the project with Tejado Shada and everything. And we we needed to help each other and find out. And I had a lot of ideas and. I normally don't write text, but... Uh, this is
0: your second
2: libretto. This is
1: my second, actually. We, we, we have collaborated. You're being
0: quite emphatic with a pointy yeah. finger yeah. there. Why, yeah. Why, why? Yeah. why are you being emphatic? I
2: think he's amazing. I think he's very good uh, on, on text, actually. And we've done one, uh, one uh, musical before mm. Mm. Uh, where Gisler also uh, re- uh, co-wrote with me. And um, because he has been a composer for more than 30 years, um, he's very good uh, dealing with text as well. And I think that's because he's a composer. He, he, he composes, you know. So, so doing that with notes or with words, mm. I think he's very good uh, composing.
0: Been listening to the Thoroughly Good Classical Music Podcast available on Spotify, iTunes, and Audio Boom. To get in touch, tweet at Thoroughly Good, post a message on the Thoroughly Good Facebook page, or email john.jacob at thoroughlygood.me.